We've got injury updates, we've got signing updates, and we've got a really bad hockey team to prepare to face off against. We're going to talk about all that on today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, happy Tuesday, everyone, or maybe unhappy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sarah Avampato, host of this show, and as always, super glad to be here with you talking about your favorite hockey team and mine, the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, If you are new to the show, if you're just joining, thank you so much for finding the show. I'm glad you're here. You can find the show, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. So make sure you are subscribing and listening to the show, uh, you know, all the time. Because this is a fun, weird, kind of scary, kind of nerve-wracking time of year for the Kings. And we're glad to be here talking all about it. On today's show, the Kings are playing the Blackhawks tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that today. But we also have news about signings, or lack thereof. And we also have some Drew Doughty news. So let's just get that one out of the way first. The uh, worst news, which is that the team has confirmed that Drew Doughty is going to be out for the rest of the season. Now, this isn't really 100% a surprise because... They've been very cagey about what's going on with Drew Doughty. Uh, Once he got hurt, we basically haven't heard anything at all since then. And so, you know, one thing leads to another, and you're kind of thinking, well, it's been a while since he's been here. Gonna go ahead and expect that he is just done. And that is exactly what has happened. So he was hurt in the beginning of March in a game against Boston, uh, went off the ice and just, you know, I feel like everyone kind of knew something was wrong. Uh, he was in, in practices, like not gripping the stick very well. Like it was just very clear that something was not right. The question was going to be to what extent of not right was it going to be? Uh, and the answer is so not right that he had to have wrist surgery. So Dowdy underwent wrist surgery on Monday and is confirmed to not return this season. He's expected to make a full recovery, be back next season. Everything should be fine, normal. Okay, great. Um, Yeah, so disappointed but not surprised, I guess you could say, about this one. Um, Like I said, you kind of expected that something, like that this wasn't just a, like, he's sore, he broke a finger. I feel like when those things happen, when it's, like, relatively minor, when they know that there's going to be a quicker return, they're more open about it. Um, but again, like I said, the longer this one went on without us hearing anything about his status, without anyone even seeing him doing anything, the more you're like, okay, this is probably not going to go well. So what does this mean for the Kings? In some respects, it doesn't mean a whole lot because obviously we've been playing without him for over a month now. Uh, He also missed, of course, a bunch of time at the beginning of the season with that leg injury. So, like I said, in some respects, doesn't mean a whole lot. Nothing is going to change. The complexion of the team isn't going to change. You're not suddenly having to scramble to fill his shoes. What it does mean 
is that we now have confirmation that like the defense is what it is at this point. There is going to be no like last minute Drew Doughty return to help the push for the playoffs. There is going to be no, you know, Doughty parachutes in in the middle of the playoffs or anything. He's done. He's done for the season. He's shut down. I can't see a situation in which he will be back uh, this 2021-22 season. And what it means for the Kings is that, you know, while we had been hoping that, you know, as he returns, as Mikey Anderson returns, as, you know, Matt Roy gets back up to speed, that as those guys all return, that it will rightfully push everyone back to roles that they are more well-suited for. We talked about it a little bit yesterday with Jay on Mini Kings Monday episode, but so many of the problems with the Kings right now, particularly on the blue line, are because guys are being asked to play up beyond their level of skill, their level of expertise or comfort. Um, you know, Sean Dursey has been thrown into the deep end and his performance has kind of suffered for it because of just the situations he's found himself in, maybe not being set up for success in terms of pairing. But the confirmation that Drew Doughty is not going to return means that any hope we had of being able to bump guys back down, uh, particularly out of that top pairing, is done. Like, there, there is no hope for that. We could potentially get Mikey Anderson back. Matt Roy, obviously, has been back in the lineup, but, like, you know, Edler is back. He's been in and out of the lineup, obviously cleared to play, but everyone is kind of open about the fact that, you know, it takes a little longer for him to bounce back than some of these kids. So Dowdy being out the rest of the season means that someone has to step up now and take on first pairing and be the guy. And it seems, you know... It's kind of, it feels like it's kind of a combination like Matt Roy, Sean Dursey, maybe. Uh, Jordan Spence has been getting a lot of minutes, but like we we have no next Drew Doughty. And that has been the problem with the Kings pipeline on defense basically forever. Uh, it's getting better with some of the young players we have in the system. But obviously, this is the worst case scenario of your number one defenseman goes down middle of a crucial playoff race and you have no replacement for him and it has to be defense by committee which is okay sometimes but defense by committee gets exponentially harder when your committee is a bunch of like 21 year olds who have very little NHL experience and your veteran players are injured Alex Edler or just you know not great Olimata has been better especially recently, uh, but there's only so much he can do. There's only so much skill slash ability slash whatever that he has. There is obviously a little bit of a sentiment out there online that like no doughty equals say goodbye to your playoff hopes. And I don't think that that is necessarily true. I think that the team is in the same position that it was in before. I think the defensemen now at least have more clarity, not just the defensemen, the whole team has more clarity over what things are going to look like for them. They can't sit back now and go, oh, well, Drew's going to be back. There is no Drew for the rest of this season. So someone has to step up and lead. Someone has to step up and, like, own this defense. So at least there is clarity there. At least we don't have to, like, sit around and wonder 
what's going to happen. So ultimately, yeah, what does it mean for the Kings? Not a whole lot. It means we have confirmation that the defense is what it is. And it means that Drew Doughty's going to have a nice long time to recuperate. It's kind of a bummer that he is out now because he was one of the loudest voices of the veteran players in the offseason, basically saying, hey, Rob Blake, invest in us. We're ready. We're ready to take the next step. And Rob Blake did. Acquired Phil Deneau, acquired Victor Arvidsson, uh, you know, Alex Edler, before the injury was way better than I think any of us had ever expected him to be on this team, played a much bigger role. Like he made moves saying, all right, I'm going to support you guys. I'm going to bring in players who can help round out this cast. And then Dowdy gets hurt. If the Kings make the playoffs, like he's not even going to get the, to reap the like fruit of their labors of all of the years toiling in mediocrity the past couple of seasons. Like, Drew Doughty went through, like, Billy Desjardins for this, like, to get hurt and miss the Kings' first playoff appearance in years. Like, that sucks a lot. But, I mean, hopefully, and, you know, it's it's kind of what Jay and I talked about yesterday on the show, the Kings are playing with house money right now. Any success that they have is great and fun and exciting, and we're proud of them. But at the end of the day, no one's expecting them to win the Cup. So if they get to the playoffs... They win a game. They win three. They win four games. Like, great. Awesome. Any success we have past this point is great. And just a disappointment for Drew Doughty that he is not going to get to experience any of it. So that sucks, but life goes on and we go on without Drew Doughty. We've got a couple of other signings, uh, updates to talk about uh, coming up right after this. But first, got a couple of cool things I want to tell you about. If you are someone who goes outside, which I think should be all of you. Like, I assume that all of us go outside at some point in time. We're getting to summer. We're getting to, like, you know, beach times and all of that stuff. And you want to protect your eyes. You only get the one set of them. You want to make sure that they are protected and look cool at the same time. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you're not going to find anywhere else is Shady Rays Protection Program. It includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. As a person who loses things all the time, to the point where I had to buy those little, like, tracker device things for, like, my wallet and my keys, this is great news. So give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. And if you're into the whole sports betting thing, if you're into putting some money down, like, I don't know, on whether or not the Kings make the playoffs, well, betonline.net is your number one source for all of that. You can get betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and much more. If you go over to the website, you're not just going to find odds and props and lines and all that stuff for basically any sport you can imagine. You're also going to find a ton of information 
on different teams. You're going to find articles about the latest news, latest happenings. So if you are wanting to dive in, but you don't know where to start, you're going to be able to find anything you could possibly want to know about any sport on Bet Online. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. So the Kings news on Monday really went from like good to mediocre to worst in the way that like things got released because they actually started the day out uh, releasing the information that Francesco Pinelli signed his entry level contract, which will go into effect next season. So three year deal. Uh, he is, in case you've forgotten who he is, uh, he was the uh, one of their selections in the 2021 draft. He's the captain of the Kitchener Rangers. Uh, through 53 games, he has 22 goals, 36 assists, 58 total points, uh, and has helped lead his team to a somewhat surprising playoff bid. Uh, the Kitchener Rangers are sort of rebuilding. Uh, wasn't really a whole ton expected of them. And they have uh, clinched a playoff spot uh, yesterday. Pinelli also uh, recorded his 100th career point uh, in a game against Erie. And their 3-2 to two win on Monday over the Erie Otters officially punched the playoff ticket for the Kitchener Rangers. They have won three straight. They have uh, really bounced back from a rough start to the season. They're 30-33-2. and two. So really just, just barely squeaking in. But it's going to be a great experience. Uh, I think that, you know, anytime an underdog gets in, you always want to see the best from them. And, of course, it means that Francesco Pinelli is going to get to keep playing hockey uh, as long as Kitchener wants to hang around in the playoffs. So uh, congratulations to him on his new contract. Congratulations to the Rangers on clinching a playoff spot. If you need a refresher on how contracts work, um, all because he signed the deal doesn't mean that anything starts, doesn't mean that, like, he has to play in the NHL, like, or that he's not going back to juniors next season. The contract can slide. So as long as he doesn't hit that, like, magic mark of, like, nine NHL games, he will be okay. Um, the most likely scenario is once his season with Kitchener was is done, that he could report to the Ontario Reign. Uh, to play with them or at least hang out with them. Uh, this is the time of year where you see a lot of guys joining AHL teams uh, on, you know, temporary amateur tryout deals or just, you know, playing a couple of games. It's how Jared Anderson Dolan a bunch of years ago played in uh, some rain games, some rain playoff games. The last time the rain were even in the playoffs uh, way before he ever actually made his like official first pro season. So Pinelli could come play with the rain uh, if, you know, if, if timelines line up, but most likely uh, that won't happen because of Kitchener's playoff run. Uh, and again, his contract doesn't have to start next season uh, because of the age rules. Uh, he would have to either play in the NHL or the OHL. There is no in between uh, the, the one year that, you know, things were different and weird because of COVID where teenagers from the OHL were allowed to play was because there was no OHL season. That's how Byfield and Kaliev, uh, for example, got to play uh, in, in the AHL last season and uh, this season as well for Byfield. But the rules go that uh, they are not old enough to play in the, in the AHL uh, due to their OHL contract status. So Pinelli next season is absolutely headed back to uh, to the OHL. I mean, Never say never, something crazy could happen, but most likely he's going back to the OHL. But congrats to him on signing his new deal. 
And uh, the final bit of contract news that we heard on Monday was that Brock Faber has officially announced through uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers that he is returning uh, for his third year in college, which I'm going to, I'll put it out there right now. This is actually great. Right now, the Kings kind of have a logjam on defense. We're lucky enough to, you know, it's not good that everyone's injured, but everyone being injured means that the Kings haven't really had to make many tough decisions on what they're going to do with players. Uh, But Faber staying in college for another year gives the team time to really sort out what's going on with their defense. It doesn't rush him into a position uh, that he isn't ready for or doesn't want to be ready for. I am always, 100% of the time, pro players staying in college. Uh, A, they're going to get a college education. And Brock Faber, from everything that I've seen from uh, about him, is very much, you know, the definition of student athlete. He is also a very good student from what I've seen. He isn't just, you know, there to play sports and, you know, shoot pucks around. Uh, so you, you have to imagine that that college education is important to him as well. Uh, hockey won't be there forever. I think it's important if you're in college to get that degree or get as close to it as you can. Uh, I think about Alec Martinez, who, you know, left, but eventually got that degree anyway, studied for, you know, years on bus trips and road trips and everything uh, to, to get that degree finally. But I, I think that, you know, obviously everyone always has the fear when a college player goes back to college of, oh, they're just not going to sign with the Kings at all, are they? Because there is that, uh, you know, understanding, and it, it's only really for players in the NCAA, that if they don't sign after they have completed their NCAA eligibility, uh, that they can go to free agency. Uh, that is how we got Cal Peterson. He did. He finished his college eligibility with Notre Dame. He didn't sign with the Buffalo Sabres. Beginning a free agency, he signs with the Kings. So, like, understandably, knowing that this is a thing that happens, uh, there is some fear that Brock Faber isn't going to sign with the Kings. But I don't think that that is... That is not what's happening here. You know, this is a guy who just barely missed out on going to the championship game. Uh, Golden Gophers didn't didn't make it past their, uh, whatever you want to call it, the, the beginning stage of the Frozen Four. Uh, he is widely regarded as, you know, one of the best college defensemen. I think he thinks he can have a better season. And there's nothing wrong with taking a little bit more time to develop. So while we all want to see him go pro, while we all want to see him in a Kings or a Rain uniform sooner rather than later, especially right now, knowing uh, the the team's situation on defense, I I think that this is the right move for him. Because if he doesn't feel like he's ready, then there's no sense in rushing it. I do often wonder how Alex Turcotte's uh, career trajectory would have changed had he actually stayed in college beyond that first year. You know, would he have developed more in a slightly friendlier environment, uh, and then come up when he was ready uh, to to make that jump, more ready to make that jump. So I'm I'm fine with this. I don't think we need to have the paranoia, the sky is falling, let's trade his rights before he can like choose not to sign with us. Like everyone just slow your roll. This is a guy who wants to win a national championship with his friends. Uh, he's had a weird start to his college career uh, because of COVID last year. Uh, this year had the great opportunity to go to the Olympics, uh, which was awesome for him. But, you know, I think also probably sparked a little something in him as well of, you know, competitiveness, want to win the thing, want to, you know, 
do what I can for the team. If he signed, he wouldn't be able to, like, I mean, he could join the Kings, but he wouldn't be able to play in the playoffs um, because of the rules of when you had to have someone in your system. Uh, so he could play the last regular games of the season, but that was it. Uh, if he went to the rain, uh, similarly, either, you know, on, on an ATO deal or something, uh, he could play in the regular season games, but would not be allowed to play in the playoffs. Um, so it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for him to really join these teams now. So I'm, I'm, I'm pro this. I think that another year of development will be great. I think that uh, a lot of guys are returning to the Golden Gophers. I saw, I think, um, McLaughlin signed uh, his pro deal with the Ducks, but that's kind of it. And just, you know, seeing, you know, Michigan also kind of bit it in the, the semi-quarter whatever finals, but they were really a favorite to win the whole thing. Uh, and most of those guys, Owen Power, uh, Matty Beneers, like those guys have all absconded for pro hockey, uh, which is great for them. But Michigan doesn't really feel like they're going to be as successful next, next season as they were this season. And I think really opens the door for this Golden Gophers team to try to push it further to try to win uh, the championship. So Brock Faber confirmed to stay in college one more season. I think that's fine good for him. Go chase that championship and that degree, and we will be here when you're ready. We're going to close the show out by looking at tonight's opponent, the Chicago Blackhawks, but before we get to that, have some stuff we should talk about, and that would be rockauto.com, because if you have a car or you have a truck, then chances are you've needed to fix something on it, and when you've needed to fix something on it, you've probably also had the incredibly irritating experience of going to the store and finding that they don't actually have what you're looking for. And then half the time, they just go and they order it on the computer. You could do that yourself. You could go order a thing on the computer yourself, and you don't even have to talk to anyone or leave your house or put on pants. So go to rockauto.com. It's super easy to use. You put in the make, the model, and the year of your own car, your truck, your vehicle, and it'll spit out a whole list of all the parts that they have that could fit your uh, vehicle. Prices are always reliably low, no matter who you are, and you can find basically anything under the sun. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So let's talk about the Blackhawks, because the Kings play them twice. Uh, they are in Chicago for this game on Tuesday, and the Kings' schedule over the rest of this month is really easy. This week, they've got Chicago, they've got Colorado tomorrow, which is not going to be easy, but whatever. Uh, they have the Blue Jackets over the weekend. They're bad. Uh, they have the Ducks twice the next week. They have Chicago again. Again, all bad teams. They end the season at Seattle and at Vancouver. Also bad teams. So, when we're looking at the rest of the season schedule, when we're looking at how many points the Kings are going to need to lock in that playoff spot, they should win. There's what? Six, seven, eight. There's eight games left. So that's 16 points total. They should absolutely win at least half of these. They should absolutely come away with like at least eight to 10 points. Hopefully more would be great, but like, they, sh they should be able to manage this. The, the game against Colorado is a loss. 
Like, I get it. Colorado's just disgusting. It's fine. Uh, but they're taking on the Blackhawks tonight. Uh, the Blackhawks themselves have been, like, well, A, they've just been bad in general, but they have been reeling uh, lately. They're 2-6-2 two, and two in their last 10. Uh, they have uh, most recently uh, lost to the Stars. They lost to Seattle. They were shut out by Seattle. Uh, they lost to the Coyotes in overtime. Uh, so it's not just good teams they're losing to. Like, they also lost to the Lightning, but, like, everyone loses to the Lightning. Uh, the game against uh, the Coyotes... Actually, I was, at, I was at both of those games, unfortunately, for me. Uh, the Seattle game and the Coyotes game. Uh, the Seattle game was, like, one of the worst games of hockey I have seen in a long time. Like, that was a team of guys going through the motions. So... You know, a, a big hope that I have for the Kings in their two upcoming games against Chicago is that this Chicago team is, like, wildly unmotivated. Uh, they're out of the playoffs. Uh, they have, like, nothing to play for except for pride, and I don't really know that there's a lot of that going on right now. Uh, I saw legitimately the worst five-on-three um it was a five on three and then basically two full minutes of five on four. Legitimately some of the worst hockey I've ever seen. Like, I don't know that they got a single shot on the five on three. They managed to look, make the coyotes look competent, just really dreadful hockey. There are moments that they play and you're like, Oh, that was fun. Like Alex Dabrinkit is reliably a fun player. Like, if I were rebuilding that team, he would be my untouchable. Uh, just, you know, very fun, very dangerous with, with the, the puck. Most of the rest of the team is, like, just some guys, though. So, so is the defense. Uh, in net, they've already confirmed that Colin Delia is going to get the start again. Of course, Rancho Cucamonga native got his first NHL win against the Kings. Uh, did really well in that game. It was a very annoying game. Uh, and so he is getting the start again. So that's going to be frustrating. Uh, the Kings have such a good record on the road that maybe it won't matter. I I'm fingers crossed. I'm going to be there. Like I'm going to be like bummed if they lose, but you know, going back to my jinx from earlier in the season, I don't know, maybe I need to think that Chicago is going to win because anytime I think the Kings are going to do good, they disappoint me. But this is not a Blackhawks team with a lot of talent. There's not a lot to look forward to on the team. You know, outside of Patrick Kane, who's always, you know, Patrick Kane, he somehow, like, after a really dreadful, like, beginning of the season, uh, is actually playing at more than a point per game pace. He's at 82 points in 68 games. Uh, a lot of those are assists. A lot of those uh, came on the power play. Alex Dabrinkit is second in the team, 67 points in 72 games. Dabrinkit leads the team in goals. But, like, after that, it's just, like, question marks. Like, Dylan Strom has been good in flashes. Uh, Dominic Kubelik, who was a Kings uh, prospect who basically never wanted to sign here, uh, has been very frustrating to watch. He had a great uh, last season, and then this season has been pretty me mediocre. Jonathan Taves exists. They only have five players in double digits uh, for goals. And I feel like every time I say that, I realize I need to go look at the Kings to see um, how things are. But congratulations to us. We have seven players in double digits for goals. Uh, but, you know, the defense is bad. 
for for the Blackhawks. Like they still are trotting out Eric Gustafson, like he can do anything. Uh, Seth Jones has been okay, but not great uh, because he's trying to do too much because he has to. Uh, they one of the games that I was at again, unfortunately for me, um, like Seth Jones is routinely playing. 28, 29, 30, 31 minutes a night. He played 29 minutes against Seattle, a 2-0 game. Like, there's just no reason for that. Um, Derek King, the coach of the Blackhawks, has even basically admitted, like, yeah, we don't have the talent to hang with these teams. Uh, so this should be this should be an easy win. This should be a chance for the Kings to right the ship, to get back into a groove in this stretch of games as we end the season. They can end on a high note. They can beat all of these mediocre teams. Like, there is no reason for them to lose to this Blackhawks team that was even further decimated by trading away, like, any of their relevant good players that aren't named Alex Dabrinkit. So I'll be at the game. I'll be, you know, live tweeting what I can. Uh, we'll talk about whatever happens on, uh, on tomorrow's show. And cross your fingers that it isn't terrible. If you happen to be a Kings fan in Chicago, like tweet at me at locked on LA Kings, say hi. Uh, we can find each other at the game. I'll be wearing a Sean Walker Kings pride Jersey because it's a pride night in Chicago. So figured I'd go thematic, uh, but you know, say hi. Uh, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find the show on Twitter at locked on LA Kings. Like I said, I'm on Twitter at right said Sarah. Uh, the show is available wherever you get your podcasts, so make sure you give it a listen, a follow, a subscribe, so you never miss an episode, and come back for more uh, tomorrow and every day of the week here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.